Greetings and welcome to the Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman, and we are bringing you the orange again. And today we are talking about security. And I'm pleased to bring back Mr. Von Stewart, your third time on the podcast on the Pure Report. Welcome. Hey, Rob. Am I the uh, most visited guest? So far, so far. You are most frequent <laughs> flyer, frequent traveler here. We got to start getting you points or some kind of card. Um, also, happy to introduce Blake Wood, Director of Business Development for Talus. Blake, how's it going? Good. Hey, Rob. Hey, Vaughn. How are you guys doing? We're having fun. We're, uh, we're chatting security and, and some of the things that we've been doing together, uh, Pure and Talus. Um, Blake, a little bit on your background. We've had Vaughn on before. So, uh, you know, folks that have listened to our pod in, in the past kind of know he's the VP of Strategic Alliances, manages a lot of these relationships from a technical standpoint, which is awesome. All right. Keeps you busy. I, I feel like I'm, I'm having a muzzle put on me. <laughs> I can let you talk about that. <laughs> no, no, no. Blake is our guest. He's 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 a great uh, person that that I've gotten to know over in recent months. And uh, so, Blake, why don't you why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah, for sure. Sure. So uh, I'm Blake Wood. I'm the director of business development uh, for the Americas for Telesi Security, and I have been in the data security space now for going on about twelve years. And I got my start. Uh, in data security in the payment space where we're working to find unique ways to encrypt uh, credit card data and and still not break any of the older uh, systems that sit in between the the data and uh, where the data gets created out at the retail location and uh, the credit card processors themselves. So all of that led to, you know, different ways to protect uh, PII and PHI data. And for those of you who don't know what PII is, that's uh, personally identifiable information or personal health information, uh, very sensitive data. So, you know, some of the things that we were doing with technologies like format preserving encryption and tokenization are now being used to pr- protect uh, this PII and PHI data today in different applications. So that's one of the things we're working on with Pure. No, that's great to hear. And and great background. I mean, 12 years, obviously, a lot has changed. I guess what hasn't changed is that everybody is still rather freaked out uh, about data breaches and, and data security in general. So, I, you know, to set context, Blake, what what have you seen change over 12 years and what are folks most concerned with right now? Like what's keeping people up at night? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously the breaches, um, you know, I, I think we did a little thing with our data threat report and it was interesting uh, for me to learn that, you know, of 1,200 people that were surveyed, 65% of those had been breached and of those 65%, 50% of those had been breached within the last year. So, you know, it's it's not just the number of breaches that are happening year over year, it's it's the, the frequency and, and the, the hockey stick, if you will. We're, we're getting into this uh, exponential curve of, of how quickly breaches are happening in the marketplace. So it's not a matter of if you're gonna get breached, it's have you been breached and uh, when are you gonna get breached? Yeah, and, and it, it, this becomes all more important now that there's all these data privacy regulations, um, compliance things. Vaughn, why, why is that critical? So I, I think our audience needs to understand that that with the increase of new regulations, and they, they cross lots of different verticals or industries, if you will, right? Whether we're talking uh, PCI DSS, we're talking HIPAA, FedRAMP, 
GDPR, uh, and there's more depending on uh, as we go around the globe. Some of these are new, but others are increasing in scope in terms of the data that they are classifying as being potentially uh, sensitive, right? And thus need to potentially be secured. Uh, you know, uh, Blake shared with you the numbers around um, the number of, of organizations um, that have been breached and how many have been breached in the last 12 months. Uh, I think the, the third number that I would put in correlation to this is that uh, per the 2019 TALIS data threat report, which was research um, completed by IDC mm-hmm. and, and is available on the TALIS website. There's, there's a plug. Good plug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what was really interesting was underneath those numbers is, is roughly only about 30% of the data in the world is uh, secured. Only 30. Only 30. That's actually kind of a shocking stat. Right. <laughs> when you look at it, yeah. Okay, so we set the context. We got a lot of regulations, compliance things that we're concerned about. As Blake said, they're kind of a hockey stick thing, right? We're, we're, we're seeing more and more happen. It's not a matter of if, really. It sounds like it's a matter of when. Right. Right. Um, but to date, we've had a relationship, uh, Pure Storage, with Talus already. We've been working on some things um, already to date, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. So uh, Pure Storage and, and Vormetric in um, 2017 uh, uh, founded our, our alliance partnership, and we started um, with our first area of integration, which was we uh, at Pure Storage uh, integrated our uh, ability to have a third-party key manager manage the security keys on the flash array. And we did that uh, out the gate. We launched that with Vormetric and their data security manager uh, complying to the KMIP uh, protocol. Um, for those in the audience who, who maybe aren't aware, um, all pure storage devices secure all the data at rest. And <clears throat> I wrote about this in a recent blog uh, that's available uh, on my site, as well as I think it's also syndicated on on Pure and the Talus's blog page. Uh, but there's data security from a, a, a storage vendor perspective um, is still an option widely in our industry. And, and part of that is because it, it's an add-on cost. Right? It's either additional software licensing or you've got to buy uh, self-encrypting drives. Uh, performance overhead that kind of can come into play a little bit too. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but, but definitely yeah. cost, right? So right, cost makes right. it an option well, that, within the that storage. That equates to a cost. Yeah, in the storage right, vendor space, it's right. a cost. And so, you know, Pure was founded with, with you know, kind of a forward direction uh, in terms of our products being flash or cloud-based or, um, you know, uh, uh, all the data secured, it's all reduced. And so part of, of why we secure all the data is you just have to realize that, that the size and the density of our devices means you've got to protect the the bits that sit on the physical media from being directly accessed. Right. Right. So we can put three petabytes of, of usable data in six rack units. That, for a lot of organizations, could be their entire, you know, uh, corpus of data. Massive. And someone then could, some. Yeah, yeah. Someone could just right. take it out of the rack and walk out with yeah. it. Yeah. And you want that's to right. make sure that's secured. Um, but that's from physical access. Um, and so that's where we started our, our integrations and our work. Uh, we have a key management system that's built in on the flash array, uh, but for organizations who have standardized on centralized key management through the Vormetric suite that, that, that Talus uh, has, uh, we integrated to support letting Talus manage the keys that encrypt our encryption keys within the flash array. Okay. Got it. And uh, I, I understand we just, uh, RSA just happened, right? RSA yeah. conference. Um, Blake, you were at RSA. How was that? Yeah, it was uh, crazy as usual. <laughs> Every uh, security vendor under the planet, uh, you know, on the planet that's 
that's there that's exhibiting, uh, that's doing sessions. And it's, it's the whole spectrum of security. It's not just data security, which is what we're talking about right now in, in key management. It's, it covers everything from you know, advanced threat detection and you know, virus detection, all these things that, that make up the security ecosystem. So you know, that's one of the things that I want to, you know, as part of my, of my evangelist role in the industry, I'd, I'd love to be the one that you know, helps get data security more traction. And, and as part of that, you're know, talking about having a centralized key management system you know, for the enterprise should be one of those basic things that everyone just understands they need. And I think that's, that's one of the things I want to help drive home you know, and again, in conjunction with what we're talking about with pure storage, the importance of having a centralized key management system. I think the threat is really well known, though. It's very curious that, you know, we're having to push so much for traction. What's what's keeping folks from, you know, adopting security strategies, not just data, but security strategies, in your view, Blake, in, in general? What's What's going on there? Is it just inertia? Is it is it lack of time, cost? I mean, what's going on? Yeah, I think it's. I think Vaughn hit the nail on the head. It's it's a cost issue. Um, you know, you have to buy this additional thing. Uh, I think a lot of, of folks have been playing the risk game when it comes to security. Uh, you know, some of these regulations are fairly new, uh, like uh, GDPR and uh, NYDFS. Uh, you know, you have here in California, we have the uh, the CACPA or the uh, California Consumer Privacy Act that's you know, starting to get underway. And really, these are, are fairly new regulations. And I think, you know, the, uh, you know, coming from the payments industry where we did something similar with a, a regulation, that, you know, all the retailers had to opt into what we call EMV, you know, the chip technology. And that was supposed to have a deadline of 2015. And, and you still had merchants that were, you know, dragging their feet because of the huge cost involved. I think we're seeing some of the same dynamics in the security space where you've got this additional uh, cost that you want to try to avoid or, or, or maybe you want to wait a little bit and see you know, what's happening in the market. Um, and if you're going to get breached, uh, how badly. Uh, but I, I think what we're finding out now is the cost of waiting uh, is becoming, you know, it, it's, it's becoming too severe what happens yeah. if you do that. You've, you've got to be more proactive then. Yeah, and I think it's. I think more companies now are starting to put together a holistic security strategy internally, and I think uh, centralized key management will be part of that. But again, there's a lot of noise too, and 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 I think data security in general gets lost in the in the noise. Yeah. yeah so it, go ahead. Something to add to that, Vanya? I think that's kind of where the central focus of what we're going to start to talk about on this podcast, which right. is we've got news that was announced. Yeah. So let's evolve that. That's kind yeah. of why I went the RSA direction. Yeah. I wanted to kind of get some generalistic, you know, hey, Blake, what's going on? What'd you see there? And and now we've got some some interesting news uh, to share about how we're evolving the the relationship between Pure and Talus around right. around Vormetric, yeah, right? I'm sure your your, your audience is, isn't isn't interested in understanding what we did a couple of years ago. It's probably informative, but what's really exciting is what we um, I said announced, but that's the wrong word. What we what we we uh, uh, displayed yeah. at uh, RSA, which is um, a new uh, a, a new capability, an industry first um, for all that I know. Uh, it's um, the ability to have end-to-end -end data security while preserving uh, storage array data reduction capabilities. 
and the product, and Blake, correct me if I'm wrong here on this, uh, it's uh, the Vormetric uh, Transparent uh, Encryption for Efficient Storage. Did I, did I get that name right? That's correct. And so what your... Um, what the audience needs to understand on, uh, on this and why it's a big deal is, you know, when you are encrypting data at rest from a storage medium or storage array perspective, that protects the data from direct physical access. As we know, a lot of hacking comes at the, uh, you know, at the, the logical layer. They're coming in through the network. They're coming into your servers yeah. and through your yeah. applications, whatever your front end is. And they're trying to directly access that data. And so the, the notion of um, Vormetric Transparent Encryption is that they can actually encrypt the data in flight as it's being uh, generated or recorded on the server level, right? And it's writing it to that, that local file system or device in an encrypted fashion and then pushing that encrypted data then over the wire and the storage, on the storage fabric into the storage device itself. That is a higher level of security. Mm -hmm. And the cost for that, uh, besides the infrastructure costs, is that from a storage vendor perspective, and part of what I love about this dialogue is, is I understand storage well, Blake understands security yeah. really well, is that from a storage perspective, it will negate, uh, if not all, almost all of your, a storage array's capabilities to reduce that data. And and to, to kind of put a, uh, an understanding of what that means is, uh, Encrypting your data on the host could raise your storage costs anywhere from 2x to 5x. And with our integration, uh, and we can go into this in a little bit, but the bottom line on integration is, is now we've returned that data reduction. Uh, uh, we've re-enabled that data integration, and your data, whether it's encrypted or unencrypted, will still deliver the same data reduction uh, re results, meaning... Um, Customers should be able to reduce the cost of encrypting data, mm -hmm. uh, should be able to do so while putting it on flash storage so they've got better performance capabilities, um, but, uh, but ultimately should be enabled uh, to encrypt more data. Yeah, and do it without a penalty or having to buy more, you know, 5x capacity, something right. something of that nature. On, on your side, Blake, how, how does this work? I mean, at, at, a, at a high level... What what's the solution look like? Since we've kind of covered a little bit on the on the storage side of it, um, wh where is the where's the IP you guys are adding into this? Yeah, Vaughn was exactly right. What what happens with our Vormetric Transparent Encryption, or you know, I like to use the acronym VTE. You know, easier to say, is the host is actually connected uh, to the array fabric, and then. Uh, we, we define which files or, or parts of the disk you want to encrypt, and this all happens, you know, transparently to the user. Um, unfortunately, and, and this was, you know, interesting story about how we started walking down the road with uh, pure storage in the first place with the, the KMIP integration is I think, uh, you know, one of the customers that opt into using KMIP with uh, the Vormetric product and the pure storage array discovered very quickly that we ate up all their dedupe and compression. And, and that's what prompted us to sort of take this to the next level and how can we overcome this problem. So, you know, when you have this host directly connected to the array, everything's getting encrypted, that comes in in the form of crypto text, which can't be deduped or, or compressed. And so the idea here is we're making a change to our, our VTE agent, our Vormetric Transparent Encryption agent, such that as that data comes into the array, 
the array can then ask via KMAP for the key that it was encrypted with. It can decrypt it, perform dedupe and compression on that data, and then re-encrypt it with the same key. So now we get this great, uh, you know, the, the great uh, usage of the storage. Uh, we get that 80% uh, storage savings as well as the encryption at the same time. So it's a great uh, joint solution. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and and what about validation? I think you know, obviously, we we want to do some testing around this to kind of prove out the results. What what, what do we find out? Yeah, so we we've had some 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 great results. Um, uh, before I jump into that, I'll actually, just come back to the uh, add a couple couple points sure, of sure. comments yeah, to, yeah. To, to Blake's uh, explanation of the uh, of the I/O flow. Uh, what I think the audience needs to understand is. Um, as the, the data hits uh, the flash array, but what's pretty common through the industry is, is we acknowledge back to the, the, the host uh, once data's hit our NVRAM and we've hit quorum, meaning we can protect that data. In, a normal, uh, in the normal processing, processing of unencrypted data, uh, data hits the NVRAM, we send the, the flash array sends the acknowledgement to the host. At that point in time, we then perform our data reduction. That's the dedupe, the mm -hmm. compression, right? Everything else that goes with that, like pattern removal, et cetera. And then we encrypt the data with a with a, an AES AES two fifty six level grade encryption on the flash array, and and that data then gets persisted down on the actual flash medium itself. That same process is still in place with the Vormetric transparent encryption integration. The only added step is that we we've registered the flash array as a KMIP client with the the uh, Vormetric DSM. And so now we have the key so that we can unencrypt that data as it's come from the host and follow that same process down. It's a very lightweight operation. Has um, uh, We've been unable to measure a performance penalty okay. uh, on, uh -huh. on rights for doing this. Which is always good to see. Right. Yeah. Now, um, when data is being read back from the array, uh, the flash array uh, um, retrieves the data as it would if it was unencrypted, except for now it's actually encrypted. We have to use that same key then to... Uh, Unencrypt it so that we can. Um, uh, I'm gonna rephrase it. We unencrypt it like we normally would. It's like we're gonna send it to an array, but now we've unencrypted. We have to take the key, re-encrypt it, and send it back over the wire to the host in the encrypted format that's expected. Okay. Um, and so that's got a small penalty to it. Yeah. Um, I hate to be loose with the explanation of the overhead here to your audience, but we just don't have enough testing validation and feedback from the current beta customers to give a range on that. But it does look to be what I'd call slight. Uh, slight uh, to modest okay. at best right now. Minimal, yeah. But remember, yeah. We're, again, a lot of the customers who are encrypting data because of the cost are still doing it on disk. Yes. And so if we're talking about moving to all flash and whether that's you know, 98% optimized off flash or 95%, I, I think we're splitting hairs. It's, it's still going to be way yeah. better than what they're experiencing, yeah. So, so one of the data sets that we, that we, um, we tested uh, with uh, was the uh, Enron email corpus. And part of selecting this was that because it was a public data set, um, and in doing so, we, we um, show this in our in our joint blog that the the data unencrypted uh, can be reduced on a flash rate to uh, 4.8 to 1 data reduction ratio. Okay, and then we show that same data being put into an encrypted volume, uh, a, a volumetric transparent encrypted volume that doesn't have the integration enabled, and you lose all that reduction. Right, it it just it's gone. And then we enable the uh, the integration, and you see that capacity for that volume 
uh, go right back down to that same 4.8 to one data reduction so ratio. So basically one to one right. right there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, uh, you know, obviously, um, that's one sample of many. Sure, sure. Um, we're going to get more information because we've got customers who are using, you know, uh, unstructured data sets, some who are using uh, transactional databases, et cetera. So we'll get more guidance. But right now we believe um, that we're on the right path and we're going to see the similar, if not the same data reduction results that we've seen with unencrypted data, regardless of the application. Now that we know that and and some of the solution validation testing you've done, take us through the the system requirements. I mean, what what is built into the the solution itself, the actual platforms and and maybe software requirements. I don't know, Vaughn, you go first on the on the pure side, I guess. Okay, sure. Um, do you want me to cover the pure side, or you, you want or to you can go end to end? Sure. Okay. So the the solution obviously requires a, a flash array. That's why we're putting it on the pure podcast. Uh, the, you're going to re- be required to be running Purity Operating System uh, 5.3. Future. And the dot future means we don't have the exact version number for you right now. We are we are currently in actual beta, um, built off of a 5.3 release tree. Uh, but what that actual version will be will, will come. Uh, we support bare metal servers or servers that are virtualized with VMware vSphere. However, the volumes that are to be encrypted have to either be a raw device map or an RDM okay. or a virtual volume, aka vVols. Um, that's the pure side. Uh, you're going to be required to have a, a, a Talus 4 metric DSM, uh, and and if, uh, that can be a, a physical appliance or a virtual machine as well. It does require uh, version 6.1 uh, or higher of their software. And from a, a host or slash a guest operating system perspective, um, the, the the initial rollout of this supports uh, Red Hat Enterprise Linux, Linux, sorry, uh, version 7.1 to 7.6. All right. So now everybody knows kind of the, the requirements and, yeah. the, and, and the product areas. Um, Blake, on your side, what, you know, you mentioned earlier kind of doing the evangelistic thing. What What's exciting about this solution to you in, in some of the conversations you're going to be able to go out and have with with potential customers, prospects, et cetera? Yeah, well, I think, you know, as Vaughn mentioned, this is an industry first. You know, we've really, um, you know, we, we've had a lot of feedback about transparent encryption and how it it, it sort of, uh, you know, plays in the array space, uh, how it's not as friendly. You know, we're looking forward to this being a huge hit for, you know, both pure customers that want to get uh, encryption into the in, into their program, um, but also I- existing uh, Vormetric customers that are currently using pure and being able to take advantage of this immediately once it's released. I think that's, and, and plus, you know, now that I understand the, the pure storage product line and, and how it operates, the ability to simply upgrade the array with the new software version and, and turn it on is going to be huge. So, yeah, I, I just think our ability to roll this out en masse and quickly uh, to customers that have pure storage arrays and, um, you know, also take advantage of, of any of our uh, incumbent for metric customers that have that. But then again, you know, also finding uh, a place for, for customers to adopt for metric because of this great benefit uh, of compression that you get with the pure storage arrays. Yeah. And then I guess last thought, you know, we, we talked really early on about contextually, you know, the market and all these, you know, regulations and compliance things. Any examples of, you know, markets or clients where, you know, Blake, I'll, I guess I'll point to you on this again. Any examples of markets or clients where this is really going to shine? This is really going to solve one of, one of the big issues that they have right now? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, 
financial services is a, a place where I come from, you know, coming from the payment space. A lot of those, you know, big operators are, are simply holding back from the cloud and other, other things uh, because of the security issues involved with transitioning and shifting into the cloud uh, and giving away, uh, you know, getting into a shared responsibility model. You know, this, this is a technology that's, that's going to make it easier. I've heard uh, recently about a, a payment provider uh, who is adopting, uh, you know, the peer storage arrays, who I know very well, uh, was interested to see how vested they were in that. But, uh, you know, this is really going to be a big hit in the financial services industry. Also, you know, one of the things that I've seen over the last couple of years is everyone gearing up for GDPR over in Europe. And now that right. it's here, uh, a lot of big companies really need uh, to get a checkbox in place to satisfy some of these requirements. And that involves encryption. And so uh, while, you know, these lower hanging uh, forms of encryption aren't necessarily the strongest way to, to implement encryption, they're simply the quickest and, and you can really uh, roll out encryption to a lot of data quickly with things like transparent encryption. So I expect to see, you know, most of the companies that are faced with, uh, you know, providing compliance for things like GDPR, uh, you know, in the forthcoming, you know, California Consumer Privacy Act, if, ever, if that ever gets off the ground here, and also, you know, in New York, uh, the NYDFS has done a lot uh, to, to uh, shore up privacy uh, for companies operating in the financial space there. Those industries and, and regulatory uh, efforts are, are going to really help drive this type of technology in the market. Nice. Uh, thanks for your insights around that. And I guess we're we're getting a little bit late here. So Vaughn, I'll, um, I'll point it to you to summarize. Summarize you know, the announce, the relationship, you know, what's exciting going forward here? Yeah, so uh, in summary, I'm super excited that uh, Pure and, Vor and, and Talus have been able to do our second Vormetric integration. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this one is, is very substantial. I can share with you that the feedback from both our channel partners, and there's a fair amount of channel partner uh, ecosystem overlap, as well as the beta customers, is... They want more features and more capabilities supported than what we currently have in the version one beta. That's always a good uh, sign. <laughs> right. Which is, you know, you, some people look at it with a like glass half full, like, right, like Linux, what's about the rest of the ecosystem? Yeah. You're like, you know, like it's so, I'll share with everyone, your, your, your thoughts about what needs to be added to the solution has already been recorded and is in, in some form of plan of record. Uh, but this is the current version one beta. I would say that uh, by the time folks are listening to this, uh, you may still have an ability to join the light, latter stages of the beta, reach out to your pure storage or Talus representatives, and um, they might be able to still squeak you in. Um, but outside that, look, pure storage was founded on bring, as, about um, bringing all flash technologies to the masses, and kind of the cornerstone of everything we did was around reducing that price point. We're now doing it in an area with, with data security, which historically just has been uh, something that you couldn't do with uh, data reduction, right? It was oil and water, and we've broken that. Uh, we've broken through that, and um, you know, leading the charge in terms of mar market innovation. So I'm very excited to be working with with Blake and the rest of the folks at Talus. Terrific, and thanks, guys, both for coming on and, and sharing your insights. Blake, great to have you on. Vaughn, thanks again for coming back. Look forward to welcome you back in the future for yet another episode. Uh, whatever you bring us, I love it. Uh, fantastic. Um, 
Blake, anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be working with Pure Storage and humbled to be working with such an amazing company, you know, getting to sit down with the CTO and founder the other day and hearing the story, the Pure Story, uh, about what you guys have created. Um, it, it's, really, it's really exciting for me, and, and I'm, I, I just feel uh, really humbled to be working with you guys at this juncture. So thank you. Cool. And hey, where, where do, we've referred to it a few times. Where do folks go if they want to find the 2019 data threat report from Talus? You can uh, contact me. Uh, it's, it's floating around on LinkedIn. There's been a lot of posts on it there. Uh, you can go to our website. And if you, uh, you know, if you, which is www.talusesecurity.com. And uh, you can also email me, blake.wood at talusesecurity.com, and I will get you a copy. Outstanding, because I know folks probably listening to this will be interested in picking one of those up. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Great to have you on the pod. And thanks, everybody that is listening. As always, please subscribe, tell a colleague, tell a friend. We will keep the episodes coming to you and uh, keep the oranges bright as possible. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap for Vaughn Stewart and Blake Wood. This is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back. Something might be gaining on you. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot.